This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The 70s, or when he played the jazz. Like, he, Draymond's never doing that. And I think that's why that makes it a little harder to make that comparison. Well, look, if yeah. he's Draymond, that'd be great, right? Like, we'd all take that if he was, in fact, Draymond. Draymond has proven it at the highest levels. Ben Simmons is not. With this, the, the thing about Ben Simmons that's still so frustrating is the talent is there. You see it. Like, you see the guy's court vision is spectacular. You know, some of the passes he makes, you have to be uh, gifted in order to see those passes, you know, see the, the floor. Some of the defense that he played, he played great defense in the second half against Golden State. Uh, the issue is upstairs in the sense of is he willing to take the shots? Is he looking for his shots at all or is he just running it across half court, handing it to somebody and setting a screen? Like what happens when the defense is tightened up? What happens when they scout screen and not moving? I like I, I get it. I get it. There are Nets fans that want to defend Ben Simmons, even shout out to Piper, who says he's very similar to Draymond. There's a lot of players similar to the other players, but like we can't act as if Ben Simmons is our Draymond. He's not there. And, like, on this current team, this team is not set up like the Warriors, but that's a whole other story. Now let's talk about the Warriors game since we're pretty much there. I don't think anybody had the Nets winning that game. Um, Steph has been back for a little bit now. They're at home. Um, But you know what? There's something in this, uh, you know, there's something in the air when it's Kyrie versus Steph. Um, I didn't add the video. I think I can try and add it. But there was a video that went viral somewhat, at least on Nets Twitter. It, yeah, it hit one million views where um, a fan was courtside and he yells at Kyrie. Let's see what happens when Steph plays. And Kyrie tells him it doesn't matter because he's got to guard me. So it's even. And then KD got into it, too. I, I know you guys probably remember that. I didn't clip the video. I think we actually had it on the podcast after that Warriors game in Brooklyn. But there's something that happens with Kyrie when he sees that blue and yellow. There's something that happens with Kyrie when it's Steph. And I love that because, hey, if that's your GOAT, if that's your favorite player, if that's your face of the NBA and everybody's watching, Kyrie relishes that opportunity. Well, look, Kyrie Irving in showdowns with Steph Curry has been as good or better. I mean, it just is what it is. And Steph Curry... Like, Steph Curry's on the short list of the greatest players I've ever seen in my entire life, right? Like, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, you know, Shaq. It's, it's short. Now we're, we're, we're talking about the Kobe's and the Kevin Durant's of the world as well. Um, but when, when he matches up with him, he gives them the he gives the Splash Brothers the business. I mean, he, he did it in 2016, and I know that was a long time ago, 
but it's not like he he's fallen off really talent wise since then. Obviously, Le- LeBron completely dominated that series, but Kyrie was the was the Robin, and and he was actually you know a good version of of that, uh, you know, <laughs> a non lame version of that, and and really had both of those guys uh, under pressure in that series. And then last night, you know, Kyrie outplayed Steph. And what, what impresses me the most about it is defensively, too. He takes that challenge. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody guard Steph one-on-one better than Kyrie does. Getting in that space, you know, taking away the, the easy shot-making opportunities that Steph can create because, you know, he needs a, just a tiny bit of, of room to get his shot off. He moves so well without the ball, all those things that, that make Steph Curry one-on-one. Um, but Kyrie... He, he answers that, that challenge, and that's when you get the, the most focused and best version of Kyrie. And when it comes to talent, when it just comes to talent, when it's applied right, there aren't many people better than Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie Irving, you're, you, you said it all. He just plays on another level uh, when he's in that matchup. And I don't think people understand. Like, you mentioned how you know impressive it is as a whole defensively. But the level of athletic ability, not just natural basketball skill, not just not just talent, not just desire, not just drive, to be able to keep up with Steph Curry when Steph Curry is moving off the ball. That's I don't think people and I think this is a problem with NBA basketball as a whole. They don't really talk about the level of like endurance athleticism it takes, particularly to play guard in the NBA and to run around with all these shooters. Steph Curry moves off the ball like nobody else and he moves fast. He moves far. He covers a lot of distance. And Kyrie's keeping up with him. And I, I think you know, that's one of the most underrated aspects of what it takes to be that good against Steph Curry because that tires you out. And your shot isn't always there when you're as tired, but Kyrie Irving puts that all aside. He still hits his shots uh, despite being tired. So I think that is one of the probably one of the most exciting things about that game because it shows that Kyrie can do it. And, and like William said in the chat, you know, Steph really can't guard him. Kyrie puts up huge numbers against Steph, and that's – Obviously, it's obviously awesome. But from this game, what I really want to talk about, it's wack clacks Nick Claxton, 6 of 15 from from the free throw stripe. I don't know, man. It was It's definitely a sign of respect like they talked about. Definitely shows that he's a great player. But how do we feel about wack clacks I mean, Clax acknowledged it. And, and, sim- and similar to what you said, he said, if they're fouling me like that, like it's a, sh- it's a sign of respect. But he's known since last year. He's got to get better at the free throw line, and it's not going to go away. And everybody watches the league and watches league pass and highlights, and it's not a secret. So I don't know. At this point, like, I'm just hoping that he shoots better from free throw because that strategy is going to be deployed by more teams. Yeah, look, it's it's a, a weakness that needs to be addressed, a way for him to improve his game, a, a tangible way, a, a one that, uh, you know, there, there's something with certain guys who just don't shoot free throws well where I, I guarantee you they're working on it, right? Most of them, they're, they're professionals. I'm sure there are some people that slack off. But in general, there have been a lot of guys over the years who just haven't shot free throws well. You hope he can hit it at a better clip. The, the thing, I, uh, it, it worries me in conjunction with Ben Simmons, Obviously, it worries me if Ben Simmons is sitting out and Claxton's on the floor in a big game and he's going to the free throw line and the Nets are down two. Um, but the, the best part of it, in my mind, is it doesn't seem to impact the way he plays. He never plays like he's afraid of getting fouled or going to the free throw line. He tries to finish strong through people. He takes it to the cup off the cut. He does all those things, you know, to, to look for himself. 
So it's not like he's avoiding the trips to the free throw line. And that's at least a good sign in my mind about where his head's at. So here's the quotes. He said, I definitely take it as a challenge. I don't care if teams are following me. It's almost a sign of respect. They can't stop us, our team defensively. And I just got to go up and knock the shots down. I'm going to take on that challenge every single time. It honestly gets me going, gets me activated, because when I start getting fouled, I want to go back to the line. If that's what teams want to do, then I'm going to take on the challenge, and yeah, I'll be ready. So that's what I'm saying. It is what it is. He knows what it is. We all know what it is. Shoot better from the three uh, from the free throw line. He said, yeah, that's a mental part of it, that mental and physical part. Or Jacques Vaughn said it. Said it that It's a mental and physical part of it, um, and he left Claxton in. He said it's great for Nick because he's going to be counted on and when the playoffs come around, um, you know, if a team wants to use that strategy, he'll continue to gain confidence in getting to the line and shooting. So we kept him out there. He'll continue to be out there if a team wants to take that strategy. No hiding from it. If if you're going to be one of the better players in the league, and now Nick Claxton's starting to get defensive player of the year conversations around him, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've seen some of the best players, you know, have to figure it out. Yep, StatMuse put it out there that he had 24 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. He was 9 of 13 shooting. Defensive player of the year? Maybe. But what I'm saying is, you know, look at look at Giannis. And, I, and I'm not a big Giannis guy, but Giannis is winning MVPs and he knows there's a weakness in his game. He'll push over a ladder to get his shots up after the game. He'll... You know, he stays after and he stays committed to being better at the free throw line. And we've all watched Giannis make considerable improvements over the years shooting from uh, the free throw line. So I think Claxton can do it, too. And uh, I don't know. It's not something that worries me too much. It, was, it wasn't it was something that worried me last year until we got to the end of the Celtics game. And I'm like, oh, shit. So hopefully this year it gets corrected. Yeah. And I, I think the thing of it is, is that you can't take Nick Claxton off the floor. Not anymore. Not in crunch time situations. Not with the way he's playing. He gets lumped in with Ben Simmons in terms of, you know, potential free throw issues come playoff time. I have no problem taking Ben Simmons off the floor, especially if KD's playing. Get him off the floor if we're going to get put in a bad situation because of his poor free throw shooting, especially with Ben, because it seems so mental. And the high pressure situations, uh, he seems to wilt rather than to shine. Uh, but Nick Claxton can't come off the floor. So I think that's more great coaching by Jacques Vaughn to be able to put him in those situations when... Of course, it matters. Every game matters. Every every win matters. Every loss matters in the regular season. But theoretically, if he had blown the game be- because of bad free throw shooting, it's not going to tank the entire net season. So putting him in those situations when it is not quite that crucial uh, before we get to the playoffs, I think is important. Well, but, you know, that's a Jacques Vaughn thing, though, um, from the Warriors. There's a couple things from that game. One was the challenge that was just a huge swing. And I, I think started the comeback that he won the challenge. But uh, on this specific topic... Claxton was in there, and they did it, I believe, twice in a row. And he left him on the floor for the reasons you're talking about, Hudson, because of his overall impact. But then it was about two minutes and 40 seconds left, maybe. The next time they had the ball on offense, he subbed Judah in for Claxton because he knew at that point, essentially, you only had one possession left 
before the two minute mark, which is when they, they can no longer uh, deploy that strategy. So he brings Judah in to give the Nets one more offensive possession where that wasn't a, uh, an option for the Warriors and to minimize the time Claxton was off the floor, but to maximize their, their ability offensively just for that small period of time. 